that you'd have to hit. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrell. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus has the night off. He'll be back on Monday. 508 996 That's how you can get on South Coast tonight. Kind of open phones. If it's on your mind, I'd love to hear it. I haven't heard from some of you in a while. Love to hear from you tonight. Talking about all different things. Talking about the, the sheriff's appearance yesterday. We also talked about um, electric cars and the future of electric cars and whether we like it or not, uh, things like that. And I, I did ask some people to call back uh, because we're up against time. And it's my first show solo since I, I've come back. And so you might have noticed <laughs> that I'm making all my breaks, but but my timing's a little off. My timing's a little off, but I'll get back. I'll get back to it. All right, let me uh, go back to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Hey, you know what I realized? What's that? We have four electric cars on the moon right now. The Lunar Rovers, um, three of them are still capable of working. One's destroyed the astronauts, damaged it a little bit, so it's probably no good. But the question is, back in the very early 70s, they didn't have rechargeable batteries yet, so those batteries are not rechargeable on those Lunar Rovers, so they couldn't start them up. But if you were to take a rechargeable battery up there, and I know they could make something to get those working again like take a modern rechargeable battery up and hook one of those rechargeable batteries up to the one of those old lunar rovers, is it going to run and move? <laughs> right, I wonder. Yeah, they say the stuff up on the moon is in uh, pretty good shape, considering the stuff they left behind, because stuff doesn't really age up there in the moon. It doesn't? Nah, it doesn't grow, doesn't... Not much, a little bit of dust and stuff like that, I guess, but it really does, there's really nothing... There's nothing up there, really. It's little oxygen on the moon. Um, there's no wind. There's really nothing. In fact, the old landing sites look like they just left the landing site. So the last mission they left was in 72. So that would be, I think, Apollo 15 or Apollo 16. Um, so that last landing site looks just like when they left. So they still have the little landing bottle, which is the pad that the, the um, whatever they use to land on the moon. They had the capsule, then they had the, the lunar module, I think, and right. it had a platform. Those are still up on the moon. They lifted off from that. The flags are up there. A lot of experiments. They left the spacesuits and everything. They, they pretty much left everything behind up there because they didn't have um, enough fuel in the Apollos to uh, get them home right. if they brought a lot of stuff back. So that stuff was designed to, to stay up there once used. 
But I, I, I often wonder about those moon worlds. No, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fascinating question. I wonder, right? I wonder if anybody out here that has any science knowledge could answer that question. Well, they, can they just go up and stick a new battery in, right? Yeah, they, but you got to remember, back in 1971, 72, they didn't have a battery. So these things are running on a one-time-use battery. Right. They weren't very powerful, so they couldn't go very far with them. Um, but I think they could convert. They could make a battery now that could convert to the old, wherever they put the batteries on the lunar rover. I think they could convert that to put a rechargeable battery on it now. Well, what they, what I think, if they go back to the moon, do I think they're going to waste their time doing that? No, I think they'll bring new stuff up there, and they'll leave those landing sites alone. It's kind of like a monument, a tribute to the guys that oh, sure. landed on the moon. Right. I don't think they'll touch that stuff. But so, I'm just wondering if one of those old things could still run if they recharged it up. And, I, and thank, I th- th- thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I don't. I don't really know. Again, I'm. I'm learning this stuff with the with the wind power things like that. I felt, you know, it, I'm curious about it. And so I've learned. I've watched some online lectures. You can watch stuff on YouTube. There's plenty of things out there that um, that you know that, that for instance, MIT has a lot of stuff online. Or in, um, as an example, you can go out and, and watch different lectures and things like that on 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 the on the electric cars and electric batteries and wind power things like that. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't even pretend to, to to have that I have much knowledge on it, but I am very curious about it, and um, I am always trying to learn more. I know that um, really, and this is not going to sound very, very scientific, but the big research right now is in, is in the batteries, right? Is in is in how do you store this power? So you so you're getting as an example wind power, right? The wind blows, it blows really strong sometimes, doesn't blow at all other times. How do you then store that energy, right? The batteries. Everything is about the batteries right now. And the reason I bring that up is the caller brought up the batteries for the vehicles if you brought them up on the moon, right? So we've made incredible advances, or they have really, in, in batteries, right? In battery storage power, things like that of that nature. That's really the future of all of this is storage. How do you store the energy? from solar, from wind. How do you store it so that you can use it at peak times? So that you don't just use it when it's when, when the wind's blowing, you know? So that we can so we can harness the energy and use it when we need it. They do make they have there's, there's, there's some incredible lectures out there. Uh, again, they're free. You find them on YouTube. About battery development, what it costs, to, you know, to, and how expensive some of these batteries are, what it takes to go into them. And I, and I one of the things I find fascinating about the conversation about green energy is, look, there's a lot of um, environmental problems creating green energy, right? The lithium batteries, things like that. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this. It's not as pure as, as people, and nothing is. Nothing is, by the way, right? But it's, not, it's, not, it's certainly not as simple either. Right? There's a lot going into all of this. I'm curious if you have any information on that at all. 508-996-0500. I'm going to go back to the phones. Thanks for calling. Johnny, one hey, man. Thanks for calling back. I appreciate hey, it. Yeah, sure. So, but what I was saying, to make a long story short, was I talked to a guy. A guy came to my house, sat down, and uh, talked to me and everything, and offered me a deal, asked me what I was paying you know, for my electric bills and stuff. And uh, I showed him, you know. And uh, so I thought, what the hell, I'll take a... I'll take a chance. I'll sign up for it, right? What do you think of my electric? Now, you've been, you've been to the uh, one over. Right? I have. Yeah. 
I mean, I have a garage. I have a welder. I have uh, compressors. I paint. I, I, I mean, I have all kinds of stuff. You do. That I use quite often. Yes. Um, you know you know what I'm paying four months for electric since I've switched over these people? No. Just under or just over 100 bucks a month. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I, I was paying double that through uh, NSTAR or whatever was I had, you know, the main supplier I had before that. I was paying double that, you know. I mean, and, and that that's incredible. Even now, at this this point of the year, we're using our air conditioners right now almost every day. Right. You know, and uh, my last bill, I asked my wife the other day, what bill? She said $110. Now, have you had any, any um, stru- and I don't want to jinx you here, but any structural problems at all with, with the solar power or any of that? No. I, no. Oh, no. I, listen, I don't have no panels on my house or anything. They, they diverted, they, they diverted um, somehow through to use their output that they're putting out into the grid. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any panels. Well, because I was thinking, I've been to your house, I, I, was, I was thinking, where are those solar panels? Well, they're down, you know where I am. No, I know, no, I was thinking on your property, though, I'm thinking, I, 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 I missed that part oh, of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is, is really... There, there is none. But they offered this deal to a butters, and even though I'm not in a butter, there's still quite a few acres between me and them. But because I complained about, you know, them eating up my hunting grounds that I've had since I was a kid here. Right. They sat down. They saved me some money. They were good people. Really right. good people. So if you look just around Dartmouth alone, go across the Reed Road, there's going to be over 100 acres there gone to solar panels. But everywhere you look in any available area, the, 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 and, and even as high as real estate has been, it's been going to solar panels, solar panels, solar panels. We have, this is happening. A lot of us don't realize that. Well, we're already there. So, we're already there with a lot of this technology. New Bedford, uh, New Bedford won an award for, um, for, for the work of John Mitchell. And I think, I think it started under Lang, but it's continuing under Mitchell. For the amount of solar energy they, they generate, the city of New Bedford, be, through, um, out at the waterworks, they have tons of solar panels. You've been out there, right? Yes, I, I used to work there when I was a kid. So I grew up across, you know where I grew up. I grew up across the street from there. I couldn't believe how much, how many solar panels they have out there now. Yeah. It's incredible. That's another spot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're everywhere. All over the, all over Bristol County. The, the, every part of the woods you go to, you're going to bump into solar panels sooner or later. Uh, <clears throat> the, the wind farm, we've had guys leave my job to go work on the boats for these uh, wind farms they're building out here around uh, the islands. Okay, they are paying good money. There's some really, really good jobs there to be had. Really, and I hear this still hiring all the time. I mean, when you leave my job, and I'm not, you know, I'm talking about the guys, you know, pilots, captains, you know, the guys that are up there to go work, you know, somebody else with you. You know, they're making. Some oh yeah, the, to leave the, yeah to leave your place, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? They make great money, great money over there. So, I mean, it, you know, it's funny because I, I, I listen to the radio all day most of the time. Right. But from, from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, man, it, it's, to me, it's just like another world. I mean, you know, they'd be coming down on electric cars and then some of the bull crap you hear. You know, the wind energy, it's working. It's happening. We, 
We may never take over oil. We may always need some oil. I think we probably I will, just because, because it, it, just because it's so it's so um, consistent, right? You get so much yeah. energy from the density of it; it's it's reliable no matter what. So I, I don't I, I can't see a world where there's no oil, obviously, but I don't. But we're always going to need oil, right, um, Chris? We're always going to need some amount of oil. I heat my house and heat my hot water with oil. I always have. I'm always going to need oil. You know what I mean? But if you think about all the, you know, stuff we've replaced already, you know what I mean? It, it's happening. It, it, we are in the midst of changing over. We really are. Sure, yeah, I think we. Anyway. I think we really are. I mean, I, I think we are, and uh, I think that um, the um, so look, nobody likes change, right? I mean, you know, right. it, it, it yeah, is different. Something, yeah, right. And but and it is happening, and I, I think that um. So, well, one of the interesting things in in this editorial, and there's there's um, there are towns that, and thanks for the call, Johnny. There are towns in Massachusetts that want to forbid the hookup of natural gas lines. Okay, that if you're for new construction, okay, they don't want you to be able to have natural gas things like that. Okay, they want to ban that stuff, and um. Me, personally, I think that's a little draconian, you know. Um, but there are communities that want to have a ban. There are members of the legislature that want to ban gas hookups <clears throat> so that you, you you could not have the option of using natural gas. I think that's a wrong move, personally. Um, but the um, that's the direction some people are going in, you know. it's um, It really is. Um, the... Um, the government is going to make some of this more palatable for people, right? The government is going to make it much more palatable through tax breaks, things of that nature, for it. But can you see yourself going down to the dealership and buying an electric car? You know? I mean, if if gas... And look, it's not a conspiracy theory, but the reality of it is, is that one of the reasons that people in the Biden administration... <clears throat> aren't really upset or, or working to, they, they look, they view it as the transition has started, okay? And that high gasoline prices are a reality and they won't affect the consumer down the road because you won't be using gasoline. Does that make sense? That that why continue to, <clears throat> to get exercised about the cost of gasoline <clears throat> if you're not going to be using gasoline in the future, right? There are certain banks out there the big boys that are encouraging companies not to invest in fossil fuels. Why? Because they don't see the market to be there in the future, <clears throat> right? They're not going to lend you millions of dollars to build a gas refinery if you're not going to need one in the future, right? I mean, if you went into Chase Manhattan Bank to build a, a um, a big giant horse stable, right? And you said, I've got brand new horseshoes. We're going to modernize the horseshoe industry, right? They wouldn't lend you the money because they'd say, that's old technology. There's no, there's no market for that in the future, right? So that, that is the way a lot of banks and people like that are looking at the fossil fuel industry. If you, if you, if you, if you read the financial pages or you watch the financial news, you'll see that. You'll hear people complaining about it, that it's harder for them to get loans to go doing oil exploring because people don't think it's going to be 
in the future, right? They don't want to give you their capital to do an oil refinery when they think the future is going to be wind, right? I mean, that, that that's capital. If you're a banker and you say, wait a second, why would I loan money to an oil project when in the future that, that they're not going to be using that? Now, certain members of the environmental community are encouraging the government to penalize the oil industry, right? Not merely to leave it alone, but to just to penalize. There, there, is that, there is that impulse out there, right? That's the government control impulse that, 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 unfortunately, many people who are attracted to government are attracted for the control, for the power, right? They're not attracted to persuade you to do something. They want to command you to do it. That, that's been going on forever. That's the history of government, right? It's push people around and take their stuff. But that aside, there are tax breaks and there will continue to be tax breaks for renewable energy. Now, I'm not a huge believer in the global warming catastrophe, right? I don't think the planet's going to be gone in five, eight, ten years. I don't believe all that stuff. I think there's a lot of hype involved in that, right? A lot of scare tactics, a lot of people using it for political and business reasons. But if we can get wind power, right, or if we can get solar power and it's less expensive and less dangerous for the environment than oil and fossil fuels, then why not? Now, the danger is, and we're here now, if you look at what Europe did, in Europe, they got rid of a lot of their traditional forms of power. Thank you. And they and they didn't have the renewables online yet or enough of it. You know, you, you don't it's just like you don't quit your job until you have a new job, right? I'm sure I heard that somewhere, right? You don't quit your old job until you got your new job. You don't tear down your um your coal burning plant until all your windmills are up. Unfortunately, that has been done. They are closing out the um, the very valuable, very useful, although polluting, sources of power before all the new stuff has come online. I do think that we might end up caught like Europe was. But we have good old American ingenuity. And I don't know if maybe it's one of these deals like Caesar, burn the ships. You have no choice but to win the battle because there's no going back. Right? There's no going back to Plymouth Nuclear Power Plant. It's gone. We saw Joe Biden standing in a dirt field the other day, right? That coal plant's gone. The idea of windmills, but it's an idea right now. The coal plant, the coal plant is gone. And you're not using any less electricity. Your kids aren't using any less electricity. That's a reality of it, you know. All right, 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. Co-sign, I'm Chris McCarthy. Um, so my partner, Marcus, is, uh, is away today. He's not here. He won't be here tomorrow. He's on, at a wedding. And um, he's in that sweet spot of life where a lot of your friends get married. So um, the... Uh, 
he won't be with us tonight, but he won't be with us either tomorrow, but he'll be back on Monday. We'll be back to our, our old shenanigans again on Monday. The, um, so I was talking about the, um, the fact that the legislature is moving forward with plans, with you or without you, to basically get rid of automobiles as we know them. Now, look, it's not a conspiracy. It's not I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you worried. It looks to be a logical plan. They just basically want to transition away from gasoline-powered cars to electric cars. Many of you already, when I say many of you, a few of you anyway, already have electric cars. Or your friends have. I know people that have them. Um, I know people that have, I have had, had hybrids for quite a while. And... It's really nice not to have to pay the gasoline bills, right? Now, one of the problems, as I understand it, as I understand it, is the battery life in these cars, the batteries are very expensive to replace. And they're not as long-lasting right now as we'd like them to be, okay? But I'm confident, like everything else, that technology will get better, you know? That technology will get better. And the problem is going to be, as I see it, is that right now we're very dependent on gasoline taxes, auto gas taxes, right? We've had this discussion right now with the price of gas being so high as to whether or not they suspend the gas tax temporarily. But right now our road construction is absolutely dependent on the gas tax. Nothing wrong with it. It's been a good system for us, right? It's been a good system overall. It's made perfect sense. You might not like paying the gasoline tax. Who does? But it's a logical system, right? It makes sense. We're soon, and when I say soon, I mean really soon, gasoline taxes will not be what they used to be. The plan is to not have gas-powered cars being sold anymore in 2035. That's not that far away. To suddenly not be selling new, it won't be suddenly, right? It'll be a transition to that. To not be selling gasoline-powered cars. Well, they'll still be cars. They'll just be electric. They'll still be driving on the road. They'll still be, you know, weighing down the roads, all of that good stuff. So where are we going to get the funds? And shouldn't the legislature be thinking about, I'm sure they are, And wouldn't you rather have that system put in place? Just think politically, right? None of us like new taxes. It's damn near impossible to get a new taxing, even if it's logical. Wouldn't you, wouldn't it be better off if they get the system in place so that when you buy a gasoline, when you buy an electric car, you know what you're going to be paying in taxes to charge the car, to fund the roads? Like you do now with the um, with gasoline, right? I think it. I think it goes. I think it would go. It's a lot more palatable. And a lot makes a lot more sense public policy wise. If the legislature begins to put in place a system by which they're able to fund the roads before everyone transitions over to electric cars, so as I started to tell you, Governor Baker had a plan, and it's not a plan I was in favor of. For a variety of reasons, but you could tell he was thinking in the right direction. Now Baker's going to be gone, so it's not; it won't be Governor Baker. 
It's probably unfortunate because I think Governor Baker could have gotten a lot of things done that maybe a Democrat governor can't get done for a variety of political reasons. But one of the plans, and it may have, I believe it started in Deval Patrick originally, is to make your inspection sticker on your car basically a GPS so that it tracks how many miles you drive annually or monthly, however they, they calculate it, and then you get a bill. You've driven 200 miles this month, so that, that means, you know, you owe whatever, right? A dime a mile, I don't know, I don't know whatever, the, whatever the formula is going to be. We won't like it, whatever it is, but whatever it is, right? So then you get a bill. That's what you owe. Now, obviously, they'll, they'll try to come up with a system, and they ought to come up with a system, that the bill is paid automatically, not that you have to mail a check in. That doesn't work anymore. Right? You don't, you don't mail your income tax in, generally speaking. Most of us have it deducted weekly from our paycheck. And at the end of the year, we, we try to get what's, what, what we overpaid back, right? That's a much better way. By the way, the great libertarian economist, uh, Milton Friedman, invented that system. Milton Friedman worked for the U.S. government during World War II. He created that system of, of income taxes being withheld. He said it was one of the worst things he ever did, um, you know, in retrospect. But but um, we have to have some other way to pay for the roads here in Massachusetts. And I don't think that you're going to want to get a bill mailed every month, right? And I, think, I think the enforcement mechanism, the collection process w- would be draconian and probably not cost effective. It makes more sense to do it right at the, right at the meter, right? You're, you're, you're charging your car. Every kilowatt has a certain amount of tax on it. That money is then diverted for the roads. Very similar to what we do now with the auto gasoline tax, right? 508-996-0500, that's how you can get on the air. The, um, the plan is to, to get rid of your gas-powered car. To go all electric or, or uh, um, by 2035. You know, Cape Air Airlines, they fly in and out of New Bedford Airport every day. They've been doing it for years. God, I don't even want to think how many years they've been doing it. Considering that when I was in my 20s, I worked there as a, as a rampy loading luggage. So they've been around a long time, right? Cape Air. They have, there was an article in Popular Mechanics a couple years ago now. They're online to buy the first all-electric planes. They're going to be flying electric planes. I assume they'll be using New Bedford as well. Back and forth of the Vineyard, Nantucket, Boston, electric planes. I mean, the idea being that it's it'll be a lot more cost effective. I hope that's the case. You know, the danger becomes that we switch over to all these renewables, and and that they just don't have a, a model that's cost effective. That they're extremely expensive. I mean, one of the hallmarks of this country <clears throat> is low-cost, low-cost, consistent energy. To be a, an industrialized country, to be a first-world, thriving country, you need consistent, low-cost power. If it's low-cost but inconsistent, you've been to the islands, right? You've been down to St. Thomas, even St. Thomas, St. John. The power just goes out. Jamaica, the power just goes out, right? Other countries, it's a lot worse. You need not only low-cost power, but it has to be consistent. 
every time, you know, you and I don't think about it. We flick the switch. As long as we paid the bill, the electricity comes on. You need that consistency. I remember when I was deployed down to Panama. And I was in a military police unit. We were up all hours of the night. And they had wonderful coffee down there, obviously. It's Panama, right? But leche, the milk, right? At the time, I didn't drink coffee black. I drank it with milk. You go to the the convenience store. Sometimes they had milk. Sometimes they didn't. (laughs) Sometimes they did. Sometimes they didn't. You you say, oh, uh, coffee, but we don't have milk. But we, we, we don't have it. What do you mean you don't have milk? I'm in a store. How does the store? Because it's, just, it's, it's not America. They're not consistent. Right? The supply chain down there is not consistent. They didn't milk the goat that day. They didn't have milk. No leche. We don't think about that. That's crazy. We've seen, we've seen some of that now with, with, with what, what happened with the pandemic. The baby formula. We do see some of that. We don't like it. It's jarring, right? But the callmark of, of, of an industrialized modern society is you throw the switch and the power comes on. You don't ask where it came from. It, here it is, right? There's a lot of people working a lot of hours to make sure you and I, when we throw the switch, we have the power. You might have to actually talk to your kids if the video game doesn't work. So you better hope the power is on, right? So the problem, as they're seeing in Europe, is that they got rid of their consistent, low-cost fossil fuel power, and they moved to renewables, and they weren't ready for it, and they're suffering for it. I hope that is not the case here. I, I, I would like to believe that our regulators, that our industry people, that our investor class has enough enough wherewithal and enough going on to make sure that doesn't happen. But sometimes some of these green energy people, they are unreasonable. I mean, if you believe the planet is going to blow up or burn up, whatever you want to say, in five years, and you're acting accordingly, then I understand. But I think a lot of that is hyperbole. It's a lot of it's overblown. And we can't let those people run the show, right? You need to have, you need the engineers. We need the engineers. 508-996-0500. That's how you get on the program. We're talking about renewable energy and what the future here is and what, what the plan is for Massachusetts. There's an editorial in yesterday's Boston Globe. And it's nothing new. They've been talking about it for quite a while. That they don't, they want to have gasoline powered cars no longer for sale. New ones, anyway. In Massachusetts after 2035, which is just around the corner, you will not be able to go down and buy, buy a gasoline powered car. That's the plan. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but that's the plan. They want it to be all electric. Are we ready for it? Will we be ready for it? We'll be right back. 1420 WB. This is South Coast tonight. Normally, I'm joined by my, my partner, uh, Marcus, but uh, Marcus is at a wedding uh, this weekend, so he'll be back on Monday. We'll be back to um, to the regular show on Monday. Tomorrow, I will have Maureen Boyle joining me. Maureen Boyle is a great crime author, reporter, and uh, she's written books about South Coast uh, crime. 
And uh, she's fascinating. So she'll be here with me for the show. Uh, we'll be talking about her book on the highway serial killer, um, Shallow Graves, and also her book, The Ghost, about another really a very fascinating, interesting murder that happened uh, in Pennsylvania. But the suspect remained hardly on the run, actually at home, here in New Bedford and Dartmouth. Well, the FBI was allegedly looking for him. It's a fascinating story. So hopefully you can join us tomorrow night as well. If you'd like to, between now and 10 o'clock, give me a call at 508-996-0500. You can get on the air. We're taking your calls. The, um, the reason that I, you know, I started talking about the, uh, the, the energy and the renewable cars, things like that, is I, is I am fascinated by all of this. I know some people that have, um, Electric cars or, or hybrids, I guess, right? Hybrid. So the, it runs on gasoline, but it also has a battery and it charges, things like that. Um, they've been around for a little while. But you look at the big automakers. They're starting to move in that direction. Ford. You can now get an electric Mustang, right? I mean, when you think about gas-powered cars, you think about the Mustang, right? The ultimate muscle car, the Mustang. I know there's some of you people out there that don't like them, but really, but the Mustang, right? Quintessential muscle car. You can now get the electric one. The F-150 pickup truck, right? The great American pickup truck, the F-150. And again, I know some of you, you Ford, you people don't like Ford, some of you, but the F-150, now you can get it as an electric vehicle, Right? And they're, and they're, and I guess they're really good. And there's a, there's some other pickup trucks in the Ford line. Uh, someone I know was saying, you know, geez, the, the price is coming down. They, they, they feel more confident. And this is a guy actually would never have bought an American car before. It's kind of funny. And he was telling me, he said he thought he would be a customer, you know, that, that for the, uh, for the, I think it's called the, um, the lightning maybe. I forget the new Ford truck, the, uh, they said, you know, at that price point, they said, I think I'm a buyer. You know, the, 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 the next car they bought, they think would be maybe that pickup truck. Um, you know, again, if, if you're driving the way most of us drive, about 30 miles a day, and if gasoline stays in and around this price, it really begins to, uh, to make sense. It does. It, now, again, if you're going to drive cross country, who's going to do that really? Maybe, maybe the electric car is not for you. But if you're staying in an urban, suburban area... It very well may be the answer. It might be a real financial win. 508-996-0500. So you get on the air on South Coast tonight. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Chris. Yes. You sound better every single day. Thank you. Appreciate that. You really do. I'm really so happy to hear it. Um, going on to the uh, these cars, the hybrids seem to make more sense than national electric vehicle when you think about it because they can charge while you're driving them, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, it makes a little bit more sense because... Not totally depending upon electricity and charging it, and, and um, where you're, as you're driving this, plus you get great gas mileage out of them, and, um, and you're not dependent or stuck on one form of energy or the other. Right. I, I like the fact that you can. I, I I like a mix, right? That you can yeah. go one or the other. It makes more sense. Right. It really does. The other thing is, I heard with these electric cars. I heard on the radio on on your station one day is that. In the winter, they're really cold because they take a lot of electricity to heat. And um, that was on Howie Kaj's show. I heard the very same thing. The guy said, "Because it's like have you don't have the um, the heat of the engine." Right, right, right. And that and that um, 
And that alone, right there, that's, that could be a problem. You're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, when I heard that, I thought, wow, that's a real drawback. It is. It certainly is. And, and, and the other thing that people don't really understand is that in order to get these batteries, to produce these batteries, they, they rape the earth. I mean, they, they, they gouge up the earth in order to, to get these, mater uh, these materials. The lithium mines are batteries. crazy. You know? And, and, and so and they make it sound like this invisible energy, this, this organic right. compound that's floating through the air that we can just pull out with a cherry picker. Right, right. It's, it's, still be, it's still being produced with nuclear power or fuel or coal or oil or whatever, you know? They're not magic. Right, right. Yeah, right. And, and, and it's, just, it's so hypocritical. But then again, it's coming from the left, you know? And and I, I didn't listen to last night's show, but I understand that that Sheriff Hudson was on. Yes, and um, uh, it's something I heard on his show a couple of months, uh, maybe a month or so to to ago. He was saying that that his his uh, the prison that he runs um, is really a, a a model for prisons around the world, as far as uh, around the country, rather, as far as its standard. Yes, as far as it's, it's and yet. He gets cut up so badly by these liberal hacks all the time, you know, and and that if if he has such a high standing and high rating, won't they take? Doesn't anybody take that into account and realize that this is nothing but a hatchet job for the most part? I think the voters do because he's been elected over and over again. Basically, this this is look the timing of this lawsuit is is not a coincidence. The fact right. that, you, that that the activists know all of these prisoners i mean really the activists know the prisoners how did that act how did that prisoner know to call the program yesterday to confront yeah, the sheriff yeah. i mean yeah. he's he's, a, he's in a he, i mean that guy doesn't listen to this program how did he know the activist called him i mean it's it's a um the fact that that you know the sheriff has a lot of opponents out there it's all political it really is yeah and these people that back up these, and, 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 and a lot of calls that back up these people, or these activists that back up these people, they act as if that these criminals are saints. Right. But they're, they're locked up for a reason. Yes. I, I, I mean, the chances are that somebody's innocent and accidentally gets locked up is very minuscule. These people, and these people that get locked up aren't stupid. They know how to work the system. Right. And they really know how to work the system, they do. And, and, it's just a nightmare what we're coming to, you know, where it's all leading, where it's all coming down to. A lot has to do with the fact that he was a Trump supporter, and um, they certainly are out to chop up the little pieces for that, too, as well. You know, but um, listen, it's a great show. I'm Thank glad you. you're on it. I'm glad you're back. Thanks. I'm, I'm so thankful that you're feeling better. Thank you. And you sound better all the time. And you're a blessing to all of us, man. And just uh, keep keep on moving forward, brother. We're looking forward to having you every day. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for your kind words. I, I do appreciate that, and and I do feel better every day. I really do. Um, it was it was quite a journey, man. But um, it's a um, you guys never lost faith, and um, I drew off that. I never lost faith either. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because there were some times where I was down. Um, but really, it, it feels great to be back in front of the microphone, and it, it's it's great. Um, look, I wouldn't be able to do this. Um, Without the wonderful support of the people here at WBSM and uh, um, and Marcus, really, I mean, you know, we kid Marcus because we don't agree with him politically, but he's been a wonderful friend to me, and um, 
I wouldn't be able to do the show without him, you know. And um, and uh, so so I appreciate and I appreciate every one of you who are out there uh, listening and and who, and who stuck with me and uh, who sent me wonderful cards of support and attended fundraisers and did all that for me. I really my heart um, goes out. To, I can't I can't I can't thank enough of you. I really except the only thing I can do I guess is to keep living. Right? I mean, it's it's funny when I when I would when I would get down or whatever you want to say. Um, you know when when I thought I was going to die. Um, I just refused to give up because I, 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 I knew that I, I could not. This might sound crazy, but I'm serious. I didn't want to let you guys down. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to let you guys down, right? I said, well, look, I can't quit now, right? Everyone, everyone's been, been hanging in there for me. I can't quit now. And that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, that, that's what got me back. And of course, the great folks here at WBSL. I mean, look, if it wasn't for the fact that, that Tim Weisberg, um, was planning this for me, right? Was, was, was taking into account what I can do, what I can't do. And that, it, it's, it's a, um, it's a learning experience. What can I do? What can I do? Pretty much I've been able to do everything, right? Um, but, but it's a learning experience and I appreciate it. I appreciate all you folks who stuck with us. And again, I love this time slot, seven to 10. I think that, that, um, it'll grow on you guys as well. Um, I know that it's new to you, right? I know that many of you, we haven't done this in 30 years. WBSM hasn't had this slot active in a local spot for 30 years. And so I know that Marcus feels the same way. We want to make sure that this is your spot as much as ours. You know, we'll bring in, we'll bring in some great guests, a lot of local guests, a lot of regional guests. But you're the guest, right? The callers, 508-996-0500. We want to make this as caller-centric as possible. And the fact that it's three hours allows us to, you know, to, to, to play a little loose, to allow you guys to run a little bit wild, to take us where you want us to go on a nightly basis. I mean, I really did not think I was going to be doing electric cars tonight, but I, but I learn a lot from you guys. I can remember back um, a couple years ago when I was on in the late mornings in, in the slot that Tim's in now, I did a show on what are people collecting? What do you collect, right? Do you collect anything? What do you remember? You know, your parents collected, your uncles, your grandfathers, things like that. And it was a show that was not something I normally did. Man, it was one of the best show I ever did. I mean, I learned so much. It gave me a whole new level of interest, right, in, in things I never really thought about. Normally, I'd be on here complaining about the president or, or supporting the president or whatever. We'd be talking about, you know, political issues of the day. But you guys on the phone took me to, to another place, a place of, and I, re- I remember someone, for instance, collects telephones, right? It was funny because one of my very good friends, Aaron Burke, I guess I knew, but I really hadn't focused on it. He collects knives. He has an incredible knife collection, right? And his father's gotten him gifts over the years. He's had knives made by famous knife collectors, things like that. And I remember people telling me they collect knives, right? Things like that. And so then because of that conversation, I've... It actually really enriched my, my life in the sense that I, I've, 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 I've focused what other people do and they collect on certain things. And, you know, I, I, for instance, I collect books. I like books. I don't collect them like a oh, rare book or things like that. I like history books and putting together collections and certain books that you can't find anymore. I like the, um, the stuff from the, um, from the, from the, uh, the Red Scare era. I don't, I don't like the title of the Red Scare, but I like that, that era, right? And, uh, I, I happen to like economics, things like that. But, you know, and I have, I have a, a pretty extensive book collection from doing that. One of the, one of the things that I love Amazon. I love it. But 
it, it, it killed the bookstore. The used bookstore industry killed it. I used to love browsing in bookstores. They just don't have them anymore, right? Used bookstores, a lot of them are gone. It's true I can get a much better selection off Amazon, but I don't get the, the same experience, right? I don't get to go into the aisles and, and look around for the books and find stuff I never heard of before or was never looking for. It's a, you know, it's more managed search now when I do it on my computer through Amazon. But it's not as fun. My point being is that this show is, uh, is for you. 508-996-0500. Um, we're going to do a lot of different interesting things in, this, in these three hours that Marcus and I have. We'll be able to get a lot of guests through that maybe they can't get in the day. Let's go back to the phones. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Yeah, Chris. Sorry hey. to bother you again. I've already called twice tonight talking about Luna Rovers and... Um, I remember. What's that? up? Well, I just want to talk about I knew you were sick with COVID and yeah. it really took you for a loop. Yes, it did. So you must have an angel on your shoulder because you were in really bad shape from what I heard. I heard you almost didn't make it. I almost didn't make it. That's true. A couple times. Were I, you in good? Were you in good shape before you got sick? I was. I, I would say I was. In, well, I, I I had no no comorbidities that I knew of. I never had. I you know I was. I I I got. I ate well. I worked out. I I mean I had no no health problems that I knew of. Um, yeah, I just got waylaid. Yeah, that could have helped too. That you had a. Uh, stronger body, right. more healthier body. Oh, so. I, I, I think that I think that had I had I I wasn't a smoker or anything like that. I think that if I hadn't been a regular exerciser and had had smoked, I think I would have been I would have died. No doubt about it. Yeah, but it, you know it is great to have you back. Thank I you. Mean, I haven't called BSM that long. I was into sports radio and stuff like that, and then I kind of get out of radio all together, and then I kind of get back into the politics but i didn't really want to watch um i didn't want to go online and listen to those fake people and i right. definitely don't want to watch fox or, or cnn uh so i heard bsm one day and i just started coming out here and i i had heard from day one i had heard about you at the time you were sick in the hospital uh chris ain't doing too well um so support i think they did they did a fundraiser for you yes yes so, I mean, it's really good you're back and Thank you're you. healthy, and well, I look forward to talking to you more down the road. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, so do I. I look forward to and, talking to you. And one more thing. Sure. Anybody out there that has any brains about those lunar rovers that NASA used on the moon, as far as the batteries go, please call out here and explain it. They they didn't use rechargeable batteries. They didn't have them back then. But I think they could update it with a rechargeable battery. Now NASA, NASA's got all sorts of stuff. They do. So they can, they obviously have the stuff to recharge batteries. They can make rechargeable batteries for even old technology. So they could make an old TV work on a brand new battery. All right, man. Hey, listen, I'm up against a hard break. Thanks for calling. Give us a call tomorrow night. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We'll be right back. 1420 WBS.